Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of our Inside Battlefield podcast. My name is Tom, Community Manager for Battlefield, and today we are back with another preview of quality of life changes coming during Season 5. Today's focus will be on updates coming to the gameplay of Dozer and Irish. With me are Jack, Jaime, and Ali. Welcome, guys. Thanks, man. Glad um, to be here. How are you feeling? Living the dream. Living the dream, as always. That is good. That's that's why I invite you on the show. Because I, I know you're always living the dream. Awesome. Um, first of all, for, for listeners who might not know you, can you maybe introduce yourself? So let's start with Jack. So I'm Jack, second time on the podcast, and I'm a game designer here at DICE. Hey everyone, I'm Jaime, another uh, gameplay designer uh, working in the core gameplay team. Uh, also my second time here in the podcast. Super excited to have me here today. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Ali, producer in the core gameplay team. Uh, this is my first time around, so yeah, excited to be here. Nice. So two, two podcast veterans and Ali, welcome. <laughs> Hope you're going to enjoy yourself on the show. So the first change that I'd like to talk about is... Um, camera movement changes for the soldier experience. Ali, can we start with you talking more about why we're making changes and what we've learned so far? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, at first glance, it might be considered to be quite a small thing, but when you actually feel it in the game, you do kind of realize uh, the layer of immersive depth it adds. Uh, so basically, we've looked at previous titles, kind of analyzed that to try to get uh, a good, I guess, improved physical motion where when you run around with the soldier, when you run around with different weapons to really add a sense of weight to actually feel like you're a uh, soldier. And I think, Jack, you might be able to explain it in a bit more uh, depth. Sure. So we took a look at it as a team and we wanted the camera motion to feel more physical, like you're a soldier moving through space. And that would be something more akin to what it was in previous battlefields. But at the same time, we recognized that 2042 launched with quite a low amount of camera motion. So we needed to push the bar for this while still making sure that you don't get motion sickness. And we also added an option. So in accessibility options, you can find this option called reduced camera motion. And if you put that on, you're going to be using the old camera animations. So you have this choice where if you feel that it's too much for you, you can go back to the old version. But we wanted to bring back what we've seen in previous battlefields with this and make you feel that weight and physicality, as Ali mentioned. And there's another interesting aspect to this, which is there's some golden rules when it comes to camera in an FPS game, which is whatever the camera does, you want to be sure that what you're seeing is where you actually are in the game space. So you don't want the camera to indicate that you're like maybe a little bit more to the left or the right when you're actually not. So what we did was also we reduced the amount of translation of the camera and that's the movement uh, right, left, back, forward, up, down and focused more on rotation. So that allows us to make sure that you're centered uh, where you're supposed to be while still getting that kind of physicality and sense of weight as you're sprinting. So that's also important to mention. What we're talking about here is camera motion when you're sprinting. Um, and that's both for the normal sprint and the tactical sprint. And it will also vary depending on the weight of the weapon. So overall you would say 
the experience with this camera movement is more immersive? It's more immersive. Uh, it has a sense of weight, physicality. And uh, it doesn't feel as uh, flat anymore. You really feel that you're, you know, chugging along the battlefield. Okay, yeah, that which I personally think is a is a really nice change. It makes you feel like you're you're in the battle. Um, exactly. I mean, you literally just said it. Cool. And where did we take our inspiration from um, to make this change from like previous battlefield titles? Yeah, so we looked at a uh, lot of old Battlefield mm-hmm. games, um, other games too, trying to find what would our approach be here. And I think Battlefield 4 was uh, one of our main, one of the main um, games we looked at. Um, and then we, we wanted to make that work within 2042. So it wouldn't be Battlefield 4 camera motion. It's going to be inspired by that in a 2042 context. Okay, awesome. And this change is currently planned to go out alongside Season 5 itself? Yeah, exactly. Okay, awesome. Um, Is there anything more you want to share about camera movement? Good question. Well, I think it's really cool that we wanted to do an aesthetic change, right? We wanted to make it more physical, uh, more immersive. But while doing that, we also improved your... uh, awareness of where you are in space like I said before by reducing the translation and working mainly with rotation and I think it's really nice to to have that back in Battlefield that sense of weight as you're moving it's these little quality of life changes that we make alongside you know a normal balance pass to weapons or yeah. something that, that add up so that's that's what we're aiming for here so I'm pretty excited we get to talk about all these quality of life changes separately as well in these podcasts yeah which is something we haven't really done before. Um, so Jaime, from a, from a gameplay perspective as well, we're, we're talking about this now on the podcast, but obviously it's something you need to see. So what do you think players need to look out for um, from your perspective? Yeah, I was wondering because when, when I'm playing the game at home, I was wondering like what element or, or where will I have to look at in order to notice these new changes for the camera? Like, for example, the player inventory, the crosshair, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, first important thing to say is that this is uh, regarding the sprint motion, right? So it's when you're sprinting with a weapon and keeping an eye on the horizon and the sides of the screen as things are passing you by, you will also notice that the camera is moving differently. Um, So... Moving up and down, right? Like we are simulating the movement of the head. Yeah, it's the movement of the head and the entire body. So when you're making Mm -hmm. something like this, uh, so when the animator worked on this with me, uh, it's important to be able to translate the sense of the entire body moving. And that's the head, but it's also the shoulders and all these things. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to make you feel that movement through the camera by rotating it side to side, up and down. So you get the sense of stepping and weight and up, down, right, left, the body movement. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, then over to the APS Shootdown Sentinel changes we're making for Irish. Um, maybe, Ali, again, can you lead us from the production perspective? Can you lead us into why we're making the changes and add a little bit of context before Jaime explains uh, the, the changes from the gameplay design perspective 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we basically, you know, analyzed how the community interacts with uh, Irish and and is uh, shoot down Sentinel, and we've uh, identified a couple of opportunities to make it a bit more engaging experience, um, both from a you know readability perspective, but also from a balancing perspective. So as it currently works, is you put it down, and it's constantly in the state where it shoot downs uh, projectiles. Uh, we've done a pass on that, so added different states for it uh, to loop through uh, in order to, I guess, mitigate certain situations where we felt like it was a bit too strong. And we've also worked on uh, increasing the readability so you understand as a player when you put it down which kind of state it's going through, but also as a player that's on the receiving end so you're able to play around it in a good uh, in a good manner. And I think, yeah, Jaime, you can probably uh, detail a bit more from a design perspective what they're thinking is. Indeed. Uh, one of the first points that we have worked on uh, is the new gameplay flow, because as Ali has mentioned, like right now there is no downsides, uh, there is no consequences when we are using the, the Sentinel because it's intercepting enemy projectiles all the time. The new flow, uh, the first step or the first state is going to be the booting state. Like we'll, it, it, it will take us one second to boot it after this state. Uh, the Sentinel will get into a searching state. Like it's going to be all the time searching for enemy projectiles. And once it has already searched or found one enemy projectile, will get into the interception state. Like for five seconds, it will be destroying and intercepting every enemy projectile. And after those five seconds, it will get into the cooldown state for 7.5 seconds. So right now there are going to be more downsides, more consequences. It will matter more our choices where where we are deciding to place down this uh, gadget. I, I, so to, to summarize that change so far, like you can no longer just place it down and it immediately start shooting everything. Exactly for yeah. like as long as it's up. Yeah. So you need to be really tactical about when you place it down, because if you place it down too soon or too late, you might not actually intercept the projectiles. Yeah. Okay. And also now the enemies, for example, if we are using science with the Airbus launcher and that we have five different rounds, we will be able to tease an enemy uh, an enemy sentinel by shooting one projectile, counting up to five seconds in our mind and then uh, using the other four remaining uh, explosive rounds. So we can, from both sides, we will be able to, to, to think more in depth about this type of strategies to counter and to defend ourselves. Right, so it like adds a bit of meta to the whole situation. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, Tommy, you have to be a bit more mindful and tactical on where you place it, how you play around it, etc. But we also add, as you mentioned, Jaime, like a clear counter. You know, you might throw a nade, you see uh, the Sentinel go into this uh, different state and you can play around it as well. Like you mm. decide to push, etc., etc. And I also think one uh, interesting, I guess, uh, result of this change is also we probably <laughs> had situations where you might have a vehicle player uh, camping on the edge of a map where they put down one of these sentinels. Um, so it opens up opportunities where you can counter these situations as well, which I think is really, uh, really cool. Awesome, thanks. But there's more to uh, to it as well that we did. Uh, yes, so. indeed. We also make a, a visual and audible feedback pass on it. Like the main goal was like, okay, uh, we should be able of what's the current sentinel state without looking at it, so we can keep shooting at enemies. And just by by hearing the sound effects or by taking a quick glance at the sentinel and looking at its lights, 
uh, because uh, regarding the visual pass, uh, we have added a couple of light bulbs, like they are casting several spotlights. Uh, and the color of these linings, uh, they are attached to our settings, to our team colors. Like if our squad mate has placed down an idol, we'll have the same colors as the as our color that we set up in a, in the set in the menu in the options menu. Same with the friendly soldier, and same with the enemy. So we will see up to three different colors depending on on who is the owner of that sentinel. Also uh, regarding the different state we will during the boot, booting state we will see a flashing white color during the searching state we will see a solid green color in the case that uh, the the squad made or my own idos we have set up a green color and when the idos is intercepting a projectile we will see a green flashing color so there are going to be differences visually so we can learn that pattern And regarding the audible feedback, uh, we also add a, a unique, a different audio for its different state, for the transition from one state to another state. So we eventually we can learn how the idos, the audible pattern is working. So we quickly, without looking at it, we will we will figure out like, okay, now I'm safe. Okay, now I'm not longer safe. So based on that information, we will be able to make our own decisions to 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 know where should be positioning or if we should like back up or, or like change a cover because we are no longer uh, protected. So that type of strategy depth is what, what we wanted to, to achieve. And also as an extra note, we have also increased the brightness of the, of the visual effects when we are intercepting an enemy projectile. So now it's going to be more clear, visually speaking, for, uh, where that enemy projectile was coming from. So this is basically like the in 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 terms of the feedback, but there is even more because we have also. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, it more. doesn't there's end more. here. Oh, that's more <laughs> because from an enemy point of view, like currently, once our projectile gets intercepted, uh, we didn't get any type of feed, feedback or information. It was kind of muted. But right now, uh, once our projectile has been intercepted, we will see. Uh, to the icon on top of our crosshair, like it will be like three vertical lines with a blue color. So that will be a an indication like, okay, we didn't deal damage at all, but we have triggered an enemy sentinel. So that's good. And the last point about the all the visual feedback, we have changed the to the icon, the one that we will see on the collecting screen, the one that we will see on the player's inventory, uh, on on the Sentinel itself when we place it down, also on the minimap. And we have applied the same change for the vehicle's amps, the anti-projectile system, to keep the same visual language, the same pattern from both gadgets. So it's quite a lot of changes that we made to, uh, to Irish. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And of course, the last one will be like, if we wanted to no different ways to counter the sentinel uh yes letting you know that we can use the emp grenade the emp grenade is not going to be intercepted by the sentinel never never we will also be able to throw c5 through the the sentinel as well uh and the last one the tank cells is no longer stopping tank cells before we move on to dozer can you maybe give us a a brief overview of all the changes to Irish uh, as a summary? Of course, yeah. The first one is like the new gameplay flow. There are different states with the interception and the cooldown. 
The second one is like new line needs and spotlights added for visual feedback. Also new sound effects. There is going to be a, a visual feedback when our projector has been intercepted, new 2D icon and new counters for the Sentinel, the AMP grenade and the C5. Cool. Thanks. And we understand this is a podcast, so it might be a little bit difficult to comprehend all of the changes without seeing them. So this week we have a blog upcoming as well, where you can actually see the changes. So keep an eye out for that in the coming days. And then I would like to move on to Dozer. Um, Ali, from the production perspective. I'm up. It's your turn. (laughs) You're up, man. Can you maybe uh, start with explaining the... uh, the intent from the production perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So with the quads of light changes we're doing with Dozer, we really try to encourage players to play me in the most optimal way. We want them to be on the front line and the first ones to kind of uh, charge the uh, enemy position. So we've done the pass on the uh, general movement, but also done a couple of cool things when it comes to XP events. So it's kind of feels satisfying being that person that charges into the battlefield, uh, no pun intended, and try to get the attention, draw the attention to yourself to to help your teammates kind of, you know, flank the enemy and push the enemy. Uh, but I think, Jaime, uh, as always, you can probably provide a better in-depth understanding uh, of our general thinking when it comes to these and changes. Jaime, before you go into it, do, you f- do we feel as a team that Dozer was underutilized? There were large maps. It, it's not always easy to charge in with a shield, so it's that's the, the main intent we're... Yes, of course. Yeah, there are a couple of large maps. Also, there are open areas. So when we and when we have deployed the seal, like we we are moving the those are a little bit slower. And basically, the the main goal from this sign it was to encourage players to be in the front line, to be in front of our squad mates, friendlies, in order to provide them a movable cover, uh, to break the the enemy front line to be the first to bridge in. So that was the the mindset uh, okay. uh, from our end and the fantasy that we wanted to to encourage players. So the first change was like right now we can use the seal when uh, when we are on a zip line, so we can lead the way to assault the enemy position while while covering all the friendlies that are behind us. And also regarding the balance pass, once once we are moving like. Uh, we have in, improved the hit accuracy and the hit registration. So not right now, basically, the hitbox when we are hitting an enemy is, is a tad larger. And now the, the distance is uh, we can attack and we can hit an enemy uh, a little bit farther from our position. So that's really good. That's regarding the attacks. Regarding the movement, uh, we can also strafe. Like it's basically moving leftwards, rightwards, and moving backwards a little bit faster. Uh, we can also run. Uh, faster so we are still we wanted to look for a sweet spot uh, for a middle ground between okay we want to have the juggernaut tank fantasy but at the same time we also want to provide a more responsive or more immediate and smooth uh, controls and experience when we are running around with the shield and another balance pass is like uh, when we are deflecting bullets uh it doesn't. It no. It no longer feels like a lightsaber, or, or like when we are deflecting bullets, like we are gonna kill all the enemies. Right now, we have increased the bullet dispersion and the bullet is, is spread, so that's uh, really nice from an enemy point of view. And also, it felt a little bit unnatural. So sorry. So for the enemy, it's 
you won't get as hit as much from the shield. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. because we felt that part was too strong. Maybe. Yeah, it was too strong because it, like if we start aiming at, at an enemy with our crosshair, mm -hmm. when when using the shield, we could deflect a lot, a lot of bullets and kill those enemies with their own bullets, and and it wasn't like the, the experience that we we wanted to so pursue. That's more more indirect now. Like yeah, you might still, but it's not. Exactly, 100%. it's more natural. Okay. Uh, there is more bullet dispersion, so that will be all the the different balance paths or the tricky balls in terms of the movement experience and the attack experience. Uh, and also on top of all of these movements and attack, we have also improved the animations. Like when when we are attacking, the when when the recovery of the animation, when we are deploying or undeploying the seal, etc. Right now, those animations uh, look more smooth, and more natural. So that's really nice as well. But there is more. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, I love how you keep leading us up to it. <laughs> We noticed that a large, based on the telemetry, that a large amount of players uh, that are using the default field of view, like it's 55. Uh, so now we added, like, for every player with a field of view between 50 and 69, we are, when we deploy the seal, we are capping. Uh, we are limiting or we are capping the field of view up to 70 in order to provide a better peripheral vision so we can be more aware of our surroundings when we are using the 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 seal in order to to help that so we don't get outplayed by players uh, jumping around us flanking us etc because the point is like those are must be like the one who flanks yeah. and who push them but it, it was hard for him to to see those movements previously? yes okay And on top of that, uh, when we are using that seal, if we get hit or if we get shot by an enemy, uh, we are going to notice that there, there are different sound effects. We wanted to increase the all that experience when we are tanking bullets. So right now feels more heavy and more impactful, like more deep. <laughs> yeah. And also when, I, when enemies are shooting at us, If we, if a friendly manages to kill those enemies back, we are gonna get uh, an, a kill assist. Woohoo! There, nice. there are yeah, two different cool, variations. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is like an enemy shoots at our seal, and one of our bullets deflect. Get the, one of those bullets get deflected and damage that enemy. Then we are gonna get a uh, damage assist. But if none of those bullets hit or impact the enemy, we will get a distraction assist. Mm. Uh, This is so cool because mm. I've seen players writing about this also, that this is something they would want. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But now that there is a, a great reason to deploy the shield, to be in front of your teammates and then start pushing, waiting for that the moment where you are start absorbing enemy bullets. Yeah. Because if you're either friendly, kill those enemies within five seconds, you we will be able to get a couple of assists. I also think that the FOV change you talked about is is so good. I mean, the impact that has on readability when you're playing with the shield is is really big, and I think players will appreciate that. Being able to see what's actually around them, if there's a danger there or not, and not just being like shot from the side and you didn't even see that player, right? So this is very good. Yes, indeed. We'll be able to breathe to get more oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of field of view changes, I realized I should mention something extra also about yeah. the camera, okay. which is that the higher your FOV is, the less camera motion there is. So it impacts every motion in the game, actually. So I just want 
players to know that we develop these things according to the default, which is 55. So the further you go up, max is 105, I think, there will be a little bit less uh, camera motion. And so that is for the, the solder experience camera? Yeah, we exactly. About the, okay. Just so, we, so we're not confusing it with, yeah. the, with the dozer change. Um, Just back on the dozer, one thing that I think is really cool when it comes to dozer, and we've probably all been in that situation when we have those running towards us is you kind of lose track of everything else regardless of what might be happening <laughs> yeah. around you like you get tunnel vision and focus yeah. on those are only which kind of brings me to my question Kwame, what do you think like the best kind of tactics are like playing around dozer yeah in order to counter dozer there are a couple of ways to to kill him the first one is like uh, using the incendiary grenade this is going to be quite effective in order to protect one area uh, for those also using the concussion grenade because Dozer has more difficulties to turn around with the seal because it's a heavy seal. Also, uh, we can use like, it will be cool to avoid one versus ones in tight corridors with, with Dozer. It will be great to go with a teammate or with a squad, uh, squad mate and then let's try to flank him because the point of the seal is like to provide cover from the front part, not from the sides. And the last one is like, if we shoot a Dozer with a tank cell or with a rocket launcher, we will notice how Dozer will receive that impact and then he's going to move away the his seal. So it's going to be, he will be vulnerable for one second or a couple of seconds. So we can like, one teammate can shoot a, a the recoilless M5 and then another teammate to to shoot with the with the main weapon. So those will be the four main ways to counter him. So it's only with uh, larger like tank shells that you get this. Yeah, impact. tank shells and rocket launchers. Okay. So he's not a fully impenetrable fortress. No. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's good. And then I guess as a a summary, as as we did for Irish, just yeah. a summary of all the changes. Yeah, of course. The first one is like we can use the shield on zip lines. Uh, we have a more smooth and accurate movement, more responsive movement and attack. The animation has been polished, so everything is more smooth, visually satisfying. We are clapping the field of view to 70 if you have, if, if you are between 50 and 69. A better audible feedback uh, when we are tanking bullets. And the gameplay rewards, like we are getting XP, uh, sorry, we are getting uh, as kill assists if someone shoot at our seal and they got killed by our friendlies. Cool. And I think overall, like, Dozer's movements are just smoother than yours before. Mm. You have to yeah. give it as a one-liner mm. because that was, there was room for improvement there. And then um, I think just just to to summarize both Iris and Dozer's changes, what we noticed is, I believe, that their pick rate was quite low um, on the lower end of between all our specialists. So we did feel like these two specifically needed some changes to make sure they felt more balanced towards the other specialists within the roster and give them more of a fighting chance. <laughs> is this yeah, like a good way of putting it? Yeah, I think so. And 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 I think uh, as we're talking about it, I'm realizing we're we're highlighting all the functionality of this. Um, specialists and how you can use them and I mean I feel like especially Irish is uh, I mean it's so great for the team to be able to use that sentinel and and uh, protect yourself and others and I also saw a cool video the other day uh, someone was playing with like 
uh, on the same squad as Doser, and Doser was kind of like pushing forward while the other player was playing behind them. Like there's a cool synergy happening, I think, between Doser and other specialists if you just think about it and you play as a team. As a movable cover, yeah, it was yeah. stranded inside of the ship, yeah. one of the lateral corridors. Yeah. So what is, as, as designers, what, what is your expectation, how, how these changes for both of them will play out? Is there anything you want players to look out for? Any, any tips you want to give? Yes, definitely. For Dozer, uh, that video was one of the examples like, yep. we are encouraging Dozer to be like, okay, the player must be like brave enough with this, especially like I'm going to place down this shield in front of the, the in front of my friendlies because I'm going to protect them and I'm going to break that enemy front line and to unstuck the stalemate situation with the enemy. Mm. Uh, there are also a couple of videos where there are two or three Dozers pushing together. That's a beautiful moment. Like, okay, let's push <laughs> the line. Yeah. <laughs> And regarding uh, the Sentinel, like, uh, it's a more strategy thinking, a more logic approach. Approach Like, okay, let's get the mind map about the current situation of the enemy positioning. Let's anticipate the enemies. Uh, I kind of expect them coming through that corridor. So I'm going to place down this Sentinel here. I will wait one second for the booting state. So right now I know that I'm protected 360 deg uh, degrees by this Sentinel. Mm. So while those areas are more assault-oriented approach. Uh, Iris is more about, okay, let's get a cold thought about the current situation in this room uh, to get the mind map and anticipate the enemies. Cool. So we recommend for players that, that enjoy Dozer to be more offensive going forward. Yeah. Like really charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Iris, be more tactical, which opens up a lot of new opportunities for gameplay yeah. because you have to really... Kind Check of out the minimap, yeah. yeah, and uh, and for enemies approaching Irish as well. I think I think it was Ali that mentioned earlier that you can technically bait his sentinel now as well. Yeah, um, so that's that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, great. So these are some of the quality of life changes coming out in season five, and we uh, throughout May we've we've done a few podcasts and blogs where we talk about more changes. So this was, I believe, by the time you listen to this, the, th the third podcast where we talk about what's coming. Um, and today, I think I would like to end it on um, eating some cookies. <laughs> I wanted to make sure, like if folks wanted to listen to this, they can uh, get a good overview of everything that's changing for, for these quality of life changes. And then if they want to stay for the cookies of the week, which has been a request, then we can go into that now. So I want to, we have two boxes. And yeah. I, I only want to open one, but which one? I feel like we should open the tiger cocker. Go for it. This yeah. is a very Swedish cookie. What's the, <laughs> can you explain the lore behind this cookie? <laughs> oh yeah, I like. I don't know the entire lore, but it's kind of like um, it's a square, and two squares within this square are brown and two are white, and it's called like a tiger cookie or chess squares okay but and real, they're really uh, tasty yeah <laughs> but are they tasty yeah let's see so uh, let's up. let's let's do a live uh, sound of the unboxing <laughs> there we go nice that's All the right. cookie jar being okay. opened I'm gonna pass it around yeah let's pass it around <laughs> yeah it's good we all we all taste one and then we share our opinions of the cookie and obviously for the non-Swedish speakers here we have to try and pronounce the, the naming so Jack can laugh at us, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Shock Ruto. Yeah. 
schackrutor. Ja, det är kompletterna. Chess squares. Schackrutor. Ja. Okej. What would that be in uh, Dutch? Schack cookies. No. <laughs> cookies. It's like what is the language? The Spanish movie like. Galletas de tablero de ajedrez. Oh, wow. Ooh, maybe. Sounds super that sounds exotic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to have that cookie. Yeah. That's how I feel when I hear that. I mean, they literally look like a piece of the chess board. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I wasn't wrong about the tiger cookie, but I think they're called, yeah, chess squares or tiger cookie. I don't I mean, know what the tiger like, comes from, but... If if we are wrong on the cookie lore, like we are not cookie designers. No. We make games, not cookies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, like we we're learning about cookies yeah. with every podcast. I think that's exactly. always... It's a journey. It's, it's a, a journey, process. And yeah. I love taking that together yeah. with our listeners and, <laughs> and you guys. Um, but yeah, so that's all we had for today. So keep an eye out for the upcoming blog where we show the changes we talked about today so you can see it in a little bit more detail or if you prefer to read about it, then you can. Um, hi, me, Jack, Ali. Thank you for being here today. Um, it's always nice to to sit down with you and talk talk Battlefield. Thank you so much for Thank the opportunity. You. Yeah, cheers. Any uh, final thoughts, comments from your end? Just pumped. Thinking to, of the prone. Yeah. <laughs> the what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this for this part we have not uh, improved the prone. <laughs> like in a previous update, we had a uh, a change to prone or something, yeah. right? Like right soldier prone behavior but we talk about it on the podcast and the note for Jaime was just prone I was like prone <laughs> <laughs> prone feels better in a yeah. steep uh, slopes in a slope <laughs> it's like seared into your mind now. okay <laughs> I'm just pumped that the players are gonna see season 5 eventually for sure yes it's gonna be exciting to get it in players hands yeah, yeah there's so. a lot more coming than this so yeah there is so uh, excited to to share that when, uh, once once we're ready Cool. So that's it for today, folks. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. 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 B